0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: What's a better way to measure cardiovascular health than the standard treadmill test? The answer may be as simple as seeing how many push-ups you can do.
2: It's pretty fascinating that a test that took less than two minutes requires no technology and could basically be done anywhere outperform the treadmill test.
1: Then... Where does America's recycled waste end up? Knowing the answer to that question encourages consumers to recycle more. Just telling people that products are made from recycled plastics or materials makes them recognize how, when I put it in the recycling bin, it can be transformed into these new products. Those two stories and more are straight ahead on this week's show. Don't go away. InfoTrack gets underway right after this.
2: InfoTrack, the weekly show with
1: information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. What's a better way to measure cardiovascular health than the standard treadmill test? Would you believe push-ups? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Dr. Stephanos Kales is a professor in the Department of
0: Environmental Health at Harvard University's T.H. Chan School of Public Health and Chief of Occupational Medicine at Cambridge Health Alliance, and he is the senior author of this study. So, Dr. Kales, you were looking at cardiovascular health and push-ups. Tell us what you found.
2: We've done a lot of research over the years on firefighters, particularly in regards to cardiovascular disease. So we were interested in looking at fitness, In terms of mediating cardiovascular risk over time. And we put together a study to look at a number of exercises the firefighters had done at a baseline examination. Those included a submaximal treadmill test as well as a test of push up capacity. And basically to our surprise, we followed over 1100 firefighters who had done both tests up to as long as 10 years. And we found that push up capacity was statistically more strongly associated with cardiovascular risk than the performance on the submaximal treadmill test. In other words, the estimated aerobic capacity that the submaximal test yields. And we found that those firefighters who completed 10 or less push-ups had the highest risk for cardiovascular disease. And as firefighters could do 11 or more push-ups, their risk went down, particularly in those who could complete more than 40 push-ups their risk was 96% lower.
0: So if someone wanted to perhaps try this at home and test themselves, is there a time limit to complete the 40 push-ups or maybe any other rules?
2: First would be a sort of disclosure that we don't advise people who have been sedentary and haven't had clearance from their doctor to exercise and haven't done push-ups for a while to just go and try this at home. However, if someone was a regular exerciser and they're very fit and they wanted to try this, The easiest way to simulate the protocol that was used in the research would simply be to count the consecutive number of push-ups one could do without stopping in a minute or less. In the research study, a protocol was used that is a firefighter protocol that was set up some years ago, and there's a metronome that beats 80 beats per minute, and the firefighters were instructed to, on the first beat, go down, on the second beat, go up using that as a pace. So it's a pace of more or less forty push ups per minute. And they didn't go necessarily all the way to touch their chest to the floor. There was a cup below their chin. And they were supposed to have their chin, I believe within two inches of the cup, on the down movement.
0: Something you mentioned a moment ago that really was interesting is that the push up test seems to be more accurate in predicting future cardiovascular problems than a submaximal treadmill exercise test. Now, that's the stress test on a treadmill that cardiologists typically use to check for heart disease, right?
2: Yes and no. And I would also stress that in this particular study, we found that. But a submaximal test basically tests the subjects to 85% of their predicted maximal heart rate or greater. Whereas a maximal treadmill test, the subject goes until they develop symptoms that would require them to stop or a medical condition that requires them to stop or until they reach so-called volitional or voluntary exhaustion. The problem with a submaximal test is that there's a lot of extrapolation involved in sort of how long the person would have gone had they gone to that, let's say 95 to 100% as opposed to 85%. And those tests are known from previous studies to Often under or overestimate the aerobic capacity. So on average, there's a very, very good correlation statistically between the aerobic capacity as estimated by submaximal test and the actual aerobic capacity. And there was actually a very good association and correlation in our study between the push up capacity and the aerobic capacity as estimated by the submaximal test. However, because there are over and underestimations, It just was not as robust statistically. It is fascinating, though, however, that a submaximal test still requires the hookup to the EKG machine, the supervision by medical personnel, and usually anywhere from on an average of 8 to 15 minutes to complete the test, depending upon how long the person goes. So it's pretty fascinating that a test that took less than two minutes, requires no technology and could basically be done anywhere outperform the treadmill and also let me say that we weren't diagnosing heart disease we were looking at post hoc like after the fact the statistical association between the performance on the exercise in question and the outcome in terms of cardiovascular diagnosis down the road so certainly a push-up capacity couldn't diagnose possible blockages of an artery or or some other problem related to that as a EKG treadmill test might be able to do.
0: But certainly asking a patient to do 40 push-ups in a doctor's office would be far less expensive than heading over to the uh, treadmill, right?
2: Exactly. So uh, potentially it's a zero-cost test considering that if you're already in the doctor's office for some other reason, spending an additional minute there and there's no special equipment required, just some space on the floor hopefully they would clean the floor for you so you feel comfortable (laughs) doing them, right? We're not there yet. This will require larger studies looking at more diverse groups over longer periods of time. One of the limitations of our study is that the results were not completely independent of other covariates or risk factors such as body mass index, age, and the push-ups. Just as they were correlated with the treadmill test results, They were also correlated in a good way with things like blood pressure, cholesterol results, blood glucose, and even smoking. So the people who smoked more did less push-ups, people who smoked less did more on average. But this gives you a really quick assessment.
0: Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Stefanos Kales, a professor in the Department of Environmental Health at Harvard University's T.H. Chan School of Public Health. And he is the senior author of a study that examined the relationship of push-ups to cardiovascular health. I realize, as you've mentioned a couple of times, more study is needed here, but do you have any thoughts on how this might relate to women or maybe people in older groups? For example, I would guess that 40 push-ups wouldn't necessarily be an appropriate benchmark for a 60- or 70-year-old, right?
2: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Obviously, if a 60-year-old could do them, that would bode probably very well for that person, probably beyond even their cardiovascular status, you know, their functional status and their risk of disability in the future. But more study needs to be done. And I think particularly with people who are very old or with women, the exact type of push-up or the number of push-ups completed, you know, I would expect to find the same general relationship of more push-up capacity, better health, better function, lower risk. But the absolute numbers and risk reductions might be different. For example, we did a study of almost 6,000 police recruits in which we did have 10% or more women, so we had enough to look at graduation probability based on push-ups and running time in both genders, and we found a similar relationship for both men and women, but the absolute target number of push-ups was different.
0: So if you were coming up with perhaps a takeaway message from your study, what would you like people to learn from it?
2: Well, I think we can all take the message that better fitness, on average in most cases, will end up getting us a better chance at eating and staying healthy.
0: Dr. Stephanos Kales, professor from Harvard University's T.H. Chan School of Public Health, thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
1: Next, smart consumers are better at recycling waste products. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.